On this episode of the Everything is Marketing podcast, we will talk Playboy, nudity, and more Spotify. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. All right, welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulker, we are, again, broadcasting live from the Mackinac Policy Conference. You can follow along on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, the hashtag is hashtag MPC15. Uh, Nate Silver is talking tomorrow, so we will uh, have some tweets coming out about his talk and sorts of cool things that are going to be happening from MPC. Again, follow along on the hashtag MPC15. And with that, we get right into the Everything is Marketing podcast. So, Late last week, Spotify uh, made some updates to its app, and in that, they added a new running functionality, so the app works differently if you are using it to run than it does if you're using it just to stream music. They also added video, which sounds a lot like title, and they added some podcast functionality. Here is the interesting thing coming on the heels of this report that uh, they've nearly tripled their losses in 12 to 15 months, is that... Me personally, and and I don't know how you feel about these sorts of things, but brands usually work when they get really good at a thing, not really average at a lot of things. And when you're dealing with podcasts and you're playing around with podcasting apps, not only to put them out like whatever service you're using, I use Podbean, but I've tried a bunch of them. You try a bunch of them, you find the one that that does the things that you like the bestest, meaning there's some things you don't like about it, but you'll put up with them because it does these things the best. Same with the players, right? There are podcasts that I specifically listen to on Overcast because Overcast deals with them better, but there are some that Overcast doesn't even pull in that I have to use the iTunes podcast app for. So I have to balance both of them because there's a lot of content I want to consume and not all of them lands in one place. The reason I bring that up is because I don't know that the play with Spotify is to do a lot of things average at best. Um, one of the things that I think, and this is not the play, this is just a casual observation of one of the things that Spotify doesn't do that I would love for it to do. There are a lot of bands, hip-hop outfits, uh, R&B songs that sample other bands. And when you play those on Spotify, it would be really nice if it noticed that you were playing them one or two or three or ten times and went, hey, uh, I noticed you're listening to this Fall Out Boy track. The front part of this Fall Out Boy track is a sample from this other band from the 90s that you might really like. So here is that album. Instead, what you see is the algorithm just sends you in this loop of things that sound like Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco and uh, Anne Berlin and you you just go in the circle and you click on Anne Berlin and it tells you should listen to Fall Out Boy over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, nobody has figured out this algorithm, and we're all waited with, waiting with bated breath, I should say, to find out what this Apple Beats universe uh, is going to prove because there's, of course, some metadata with the purchases that happen in iTunes that might actually help the Beats music algorithm come up with a more robust way to tell you what sort of things that you might want to listen to that helps with the thing that we've talked about a lot with music and that being discovery discovery is really the pandora's box that you need to open up and discovery is the thing that right now as we talked last week radio has the chokehold on 
more people are sampling radio, and that number has dropped like 1% in the last 11 years. So people are consuming radio because there hasn't been the mainstream uh, adoption of Wi-Fi in cars. So people are driving places and consuming radio if they're not having a Bluetooth-enabled device or a Bluetooth-enabled dashboard. They're consuming radio, and that's how they're discovering music. Obviously, millennials are discovering, discovering them in a different way. We know that. But not everybody is discovering in a different way, and that's really going to be the key. If you can come up with the thing that allows people to discover music in a way that they haven't discovered it before, meaning if you are listening to a particular whatever uh, playlist and it's top 40 and it somehow uh, figures out that you might like this one particular country song because of the things that you're listening to, that's the thing that needs to be hatched and cracked and hasn't happened. The way you don't crack that is start being really average at a whole bunch of other things and add video where people might not necessarily want video. We don't know um, with the things that Tidal is doing. We have no idea because of the insane price point of Tidal. We don't have any idea if people want to consume exclusive video from Tidal. They're going to tell you that that people love it. And the eight people that subscribe to Tidal are going to tell you that they love it because they spent $25 a month. They have to tell you that there's some sort of value there. But we don't really know yet. And we also don't know what's going to happen when all of the chips lay with the podcasting model. We know that iHeart has its own podcasting channel that it's developing because it knows that podcasting is a lane that it wants to live in and it wants to have a place at the podcast table where people can go and say, okay, well, you listen to this sort of radio station, you might like these podcasts and connect the dots in that way. That's not necessarily what Spotify is doing. It's certainly not what the iTunes podcast app does and certainly not what Overcast does. So there's a play there because iHeart obviously has a megaphone that they can bring people to the app and tell them how to do this thing. Spotify, it feels like to me, is just trying to do anything that's got the word audio in it and see what happens. And I think that's a really kind of odd play being average at a lot of things is not a great way to win in the digital space you have to be excellent at the thing as we were talking about when we were talking about in the skills gap podcast right not everybody has to be good at everything but everybody is good at something that's what you need to do that's where the holes are in digital is is in the niche or niche depending on how you want to pronounce that word that market is where you can have some space to wiggle and build a community and build people that are engaged in your product and want to consume it. There is still a mass market, make no mistake, but there's not space in the mass market for everybody because there just isn't. And the best way not to be excelling in the mass market or the mass space is to just try everything all at once and pray that one of them works. And so I would love for Spotify to work. I'm just not really sure that the rate at which they're losing money and the rate at which they're just throwing um, perks or uh, you know, app functionality, they call it app creep, right? You start with an app that's supposed to do one thing, and then the app does 28 things, and it does them all averagely. That's not even a word, but it should be. Um, does it all on an average way, um, as opposed to being really awesome at a thing? That, that's creep when you're doing development, and that really feels like where we are right now with Spotify. Another app that launched on Friday is the all-new Playboy app which is aptly called Playboy Now because they clearly saw HBO Now and thought, well, why not? We're Playboy Now. This is what's interesting about this app. Now, they've been playing around in this safe-for-work space for a, a year or two, 
and now the app is completely safe for work. It's going to be PG-13, so like a Carl's Jr. is what a lot of uh, um, news articles are referring to it as. Like that's the level of uh, nudity or sexuality that you're going to see on the app. But it's going to have um, articles. It's going to have some images, like I said, PG-13 images and listicles. Here's where it gets really interesting. And here's where, you know, when you talk about disruption and you talk about uh, the marketplace changing and not paying attention to them, this is where it gets really interesting. Most reports, and there's been like five or six I've read about this app coming out, uh, report that Playboy has 19 million unique visitors a month and 80% of them are going to jump on this app and check it out a couple times a week, two or three times a week. To put that at scale... BuzzFeed has 180 million unique visitors a month. 180 million unique visitors. And they're doing the same thing. Articles and listicles and images. You know, and, and any of these articles you've read over the weekend, if you read anything over Memorial Day weekend, talk about how it's going to be like BuzzFeed. It's going to be like the Chive. It's going to be, but it, it doesn't have the volume. And one of the reasons it doesn't have the volume is because it missed the boat, right? The thing that it was really, really good at in the 60s, it's not so good at anymore. Yes, the articles were always really good and they broke some ground. But when you've got a guy like Howard Stern or you've got podcasts from Mark Moran or you've got um, the stuff that Rolling Stone has been doing, even the reporting that happens on BuzzFeed, there are so many places now that are doing fantastic articles, long-form articles, long-form interviews, that that's not a special space anymore. And it used to be that Playboy was hanging out in that special space. That special space doesn't exist anymore. And don't even get me started about the pornography aspect, right? Because clearly you missed the boat on that. This is the the similarities between me, and this is why I did both of them. The similarities between what happened in the music industry and what happened to the porn industry are so similar, it's silly. And before you start laughing out loud, just pay attention for a second, right? Is what happened to the music industry, right? They went from records to eight tracks from eight tracks to cassettes from cassettes to cds from cds to mp3s when they went from cds to mp3s there was that revolt and things like napster and limewire and kazaa all showed up and people wanted to get the music for free because they didn't want to pay one more time for a different format likewise uh the beginnings of the internet all of the video streaming and the buffering that you enjoy today the buffer free video all happened on the backbone of paid porn sites because they knew that video was a play early early on and they could charge people whatever for pornography and they essentially developed the backbone of what you're watching on youtube or what you watch on your phone or what you watch in facebook video all was built using money that they collected on porn sites to create this idea of how to stream video what they missed out on was it was very quickly going to turn a corner and things like Pornhub were going to show up and put just free porn everywhere. I mean, you were one click away from free porn everywhere on the Internet. Everybody knows that. So the porn part isn't special. Places like Playboy uh, have kind of ignored that fact for the better part of a decade, and here they are trying to reinvent themselves. The problem is, again, this space, the news space, the listicle space is super noisy. And I just it'll be interesting to see what happens here but 19 million unique visitors when you compare it to buzzfeed and not everybody can be the goliath that is buzzfeed but if you think about the brand equity in playboy and how i mean it's 
10 times smaller than BuzzFeed. That should tell you something about how fast it changes in the digital space. So excited to see if anything happens here, if there's a play here, if there's um, most of their traffic comes after 4 o'clock at night when guys are coming home and want to check out the app or the desktop. It will be interesting to see if A, that time frame opens up, right? If it's a PG-13 app and they can read it anywhere, can they read it anywhere? Will they read it anywhere? And if there's a play here. All of those things are interesting questions. we got a lot of stuff to do this week live from the Mackinac Policy Conference. Uh, we're going to talk to Rod Alberts from the DADA, the Detroit Auto Dealers Association. That will happen tomorrow, plus uh, any other surprises I can come up with. I'm just going to um, bring all the podcast equipment all over the place and see who I can talk to. So stay tuned for all that. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Halkring.